SumaUp is next-gen body optimization from an actual doctor that's guaranteed to get you in the best shape of your life in 90 days. You'll be at peak levels for each of the fundamentals that drive your strength, energy, and even your longevity. It's a lifelong difference you'll see in the mirror, but also feel throughout your entire day. SumaUp puts more living in life. For full details on this transformative program designed for the demanding lives of today's highest achieving entrepreneurs and CEOs, visit www.startsuma.com. Thanks to technology, medicine has advanced at a rate exponentially higher than humanity has seen before. In his book, Faster Cures and Across Milken Institute's blog, Michael Milken discusses advancements in medical technology and what that means for life expectancy and quality for humans moving forward. Yeah, for those that don't remember, Stephanie, this guy was like an icon. He was a pioneer in investment banking in the 80s, and there were so many books written about him. And he was kind of the person that enabled a whole cohort of, let's say, financial entrepreneurs that were behind like KKR and Blackstone, and an individual like Carl Icahn, T. Boone Pickens. And he helped them mainly through this ability to access loans that were at a higher than normal rate, right? So it's better known as finance and so today he has these awesome conferences milk and global right where he gets like kind of the leading minds across different types of verticals and industries and really today he's really kind of a philanthropist dedicated to kind of public health longevity and in writing the book it's kind of interesting right he like made this case right that it's really possible that you know there is a case for us being at 150 years and beyond right yeah, he makes a lot of interesting points in, in his book, Frosticers, I mean, specifically discussing these advancements and what they actually mean for the future of medicine. Um, a snippet that he, he has in his Wall Street Journal article that I found was really interesting was he writes, we can now reasonably speculate about therapies that will give us the ability to clean tiny cancers from our bodies as routinely as dentists clean our teeth. We can look for the possibility of gaining immunity from dozens of viruses with a single vaccine and editing genes to eliminate many birth defects. We can picture growing new organs from patients and cells and even slowing the aging process. And that I think uh, my my thought process when I'm first reading this is, you know, uh, yeah, you know, that that sounds great. It's it's interesting, maybe a little bit blindly optimistic, but show me the proof. Yeah, but I mean, he continues further down in the article by expanding on the methods that are actually being used to achieve these results, improve life expectancies, and uh, more than just life expectancies, but the quality of of life achieved through health and well-being across the globe. Yeah, and so I think the biggest issue today is like we don't have maybe a default optimistic view or nature uh, towards health and wellness, right? And I think. You know, my bias is that like I don't see it in the media, I don't see like what I read, right? But in particular, what was really cool about this book was Milgan talked about, you know, a few life stories about people that had brain tumors in their 30s. And they were able to basically get the ability to kind of screen them, different types of cancers that kind of spread throughout the body, get the right amino therapies and live, right? Like actually live after getting brain tumors, right? And there's three different case studies of, of different men in their uh, 30s and 40s. And it was just remarkable, right? And if you kind of summarize his book, why he thinks and why the case can be made for people living to 115 and beyond is a few pieces, right? So 10 years ago, when I was at MIT, one of them was we were studying how to 3D print hearts and lungs and tissue. So replacement organs, right? That's one of them uh, that will be able to be created from someone's own, own cells, right? The next one is uh, devices 
implanted in the body that kind of basically measure, right? We already have it today with continuous glucose de de measurement devices, right? CGM that basically tell you, right? How your body is uh, working through and you know, processing different foods. And if it spikes your glucose levels, right? Uh, and so he kind of goes through the list, right? So immune system activation uh, based off like your, your genome and your genome sequencing. So the cost of sequencing has gone down, right? Advanced imaging for diagnosis and, and treatment of, you know, neurogenerative diseases. And so already there are scans, full body scans that we can do today that can kind of already do early screenings, right? Uh, he talks about cell rejuvenation, right? So we do have therapies that kind of start rejuvenating your mitochondria, for example, we already have that today, right? Uh, and then, you know, multi-cancer screening. So this is a test that's a blood test typically that is now available that we can start to screen for almost 55 different types of, of cancers, right? And so we have that and we launched that actually with in partnership with Galeri, right? Uh, and then the last four were older kind of, you know, developments, CRISPR gene editing. We hear a lot about it, right? But it's still in its infancy with regard to what we can actually see, like, uh, you know, today and in terms of what's widely available, right? And the last three were more on the lines of basically a, a, a nutrition, right? So he, he talks about kind of this nutrition that can make sure that, you know, it doesn't have any negative impacts on your microbiome. So personalizing your nutrition based off your own biome, right? And so, you know, there are different tests today, like the stool test or the food intolerance test that helps us double click on that. Uh, and the last two were kind of, you know, non-invasive surgeries, right? So surgeries that are using just different, uh, you know, focuses and different types of imaging technologies, right? And technologies that are less invasive than just, you know, nuking your entire body uh, with regard to, uh, you know, radiation therapy, right? And personalized MNRA vaccines was the last thing you talked about, kind of similar to how the COVID vaccine was developed, right? So when you summarize all 10 of these and you combine it today, uh, it does give someone like myself optimism about the future, right? But I think uh, we're a little years away. You know, one of the biggest takeaways, Stephanie, um, personally, was I was a huge fan of this uh, individual named Steve Ross. He founded a company called Time Warner. And him and Michael Milken and another individual that was involved in, in private equity, they all got prostate cancer, right? And their theory of why they got that was because of you know, really poor diets. They were traveling quite a bit. They had lots of um, days where they were just drinking tons of alcohol. And then the last piece of scare that, that you know what out of me, scared the shit out of me, right? It's like, they hate hot dogs. Like they like were obsessed with hot dogs, right? And so Steve Ross like ate them daily apparently. And so that's what um, his uh, oncologist thought was one of the contributing factors. So now I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna like eat hot dogs, right? I'm just gonna like stay away. So. You just drop that that proclivity but beyond the stories i thought it was a, a super fascinating just deep dive right into the future yeah no i mean there are so many commonplace habits that drastically increase the likelihood of developing some chronic illness and i think that most of us are you know to some extent familiar with that but I mean, it's fantastic news that cures are being developed and of course our habits aren't always to, to blame for developing these, but I think, you know, it, the, my takeaway too was that it'll always be important to first prioritize what we can improve in our lives, you know, our, our health, our well-being immediately with what we can change rather than developing an issue that maybe could have been prevented. That's a good point you're mentioning, right? So prevention, because like, I think the problem is that we live in this age and I call it the age of infinite distraction. So if I don't watch myself, I could sit endlessly, right? If I don't have my standing desk and if I move it up and down, right? I could, I could sit for hours. And, you know, it even gets to like before the day starts, 
skipping a workout, flipping out Twitter or, you know, for some of us, Netflix, HBO Max, right? It's like this, you're in front of just so many distractions, right? And then, you know, I have to struggle kind of uh, with instant gratification late at night. I have like this, I call it the Jameson after 7 p.m. And his weakness is DoorDash and Five Guys, right? And I have to like say no and stop, like don't, you know, I'm withdrawing your right and your decision to make these decisions, right? But I think, you know, it's kind of like what those two forces really contribute to what I think Mill can kind of run the book, which is like, even today with the best access to this care, right? Far too many people, right? Destroy their health through neglect or just, you know, self-abuse, right? And so, you know, he he talks about how when medical science develops a new cure, right? It's like kind of like what you were saying earlier. It's like, hey, like, why don't we just prevent it in the first place, right? And I think he summarizes it by saying like the next great drugs, prediction, right? And prevention, right? And there's no like magic pill. And so I think that was kind of a, an interesting takeaway. Yeah, and thanks to the Milken Institute and other uh, others around the globe, we have these advancements to look forward to. But like you're saying, the key to longevity will always be prevention wherever possible. So I think um, for many people, especially in the United States, that means taking an analytical approach to our own health and well-being. Yeah, I keep saying like this uh, idea, like being a default optimist, right? When it comes to your health uh, and, you know, working with the experts in, in terms of establishing that baseline of data, right? So it's good to have an R ring. It's good to have an Apple Watch and a, and a loop band, right? To get like baseline on like how well you're sleeping and recovering. But what about, you know, going deeper, right? And so there's this uh, company called Prenuo, for example, that does like preventative full body screenings, right? So you can start to see if there's any growths, if you have any blockages, right? Early on. And yes, it is a little bit of investment, but that's like, you know, just getting ahead of the curve. Today, I think I earlier mentioned something that we have this multi-cancer screening, right? That is called Glary and like there's this kit gets mailed to you and you basically take it to your local patient service center across Quest or LabCorp, right? And that could just give you a snapshot. Hey, like, what are your risks, right? Do you need to kind of double click or do you need to kind of meet with a oncologist, right? So it's kind of getting the prevention aspects, right? Working with the expert. And then, you know, I think it's basically setting up a plan of action. Like what are the right wearables you need to have, right? And do you need you know, to, to tra track your sleep, like for example, with the Whooper R, you know, what is your Apple Watch really telling you? What's the so what of that, right? And, you know, just thinking about the preventative habits, right? Across like your diet, across, you know, nutrition, across supplements and workouts. And then maybe, you know, looking at advanced therapeutics, right? Uh, something I'm huge on is this uh, peptide called MOTC, right? And it's really helped there for, to help out with mitochondrial regeneration, right? We also have this new, therapeutic that helps out with telomere elongation, right? And so it's really trying to help you, you know, effectively just preserve how long your telomeres are, which basically stops you aging, right? And that's super interesting, but keeping up with the latest advancements, I think are, are key. But, you know, to your point, I'm pretty happy that there are, there's so much research being done today, right? And yeah, I mean, I think it sounds kind of out there, but yeah, I used to think that it was 120. Now I think there is a serious shot for everyone here being having a case for 150 and beyond. Mm -hmm.